0: I think uh, very often when we talk about tax laws, very often it's applied to equities, but you could apply it to you know any asset class. It's a tax strategy at the end of the day.
1: Welcome to Deep Dive, a special episode of the BMO ETFs podcast. In these episodes, we put BMO GAM's investment strategies under the microscope so you can see how they work for your clients and your practice. Today, Alfred Lee goes deep on tax loss selling and how best to execute this age-old strategy with modern approaches and innovations in the ETF universe. Before we hear from our experts, please remember to subscribe to this podcast and bookmark bmoetfs.ca in your browser.
2: Welcome to the BMO ETF Deep Dive podcast as usual. I'm your host, Danielle Nezel. Great to have you back with us. So as the year end is approaching, investors are probably starting to think about their taxes. And so we wanted to familiarize our listeners with a very useful tax strategy that they can implement in their portfolios, and that's tax loss harvesting. So today joining us is BMO ETF strategist, portfolio manager, and our house expert on tax loss harvesting, and that's Alfred Lee. Alfred, thanks for taking a break from the desk to join us today.
0: My pleasure, Danielle.
2: So tax loss harvesting is basically the ability to offset gains during the year by harvesting or crystallizing unrealized losses in portfolios. Alfred, maybe you can start by walking us through the basics of of tax loss harvesting and explain to our listeners how to properly execute the strategy.
0: Sure. So, um, you know, as you mentioned, uh, tax loss harvesting is usually uh, a year-end strategy, um, but you could actually use it at any any point of the year. Uh, but it is a very effective strategy, um, you know, just because uh, coming, you know, to the end of a calendar year, uh, it, is typically ended, it is typically implemented at this time of the year. Uh, but it's a very effective strategy. I think, you know, as investors, uh, very often we're focused on, you know, the investment side of the equation. But I would argue that, you know, managing your taxes and your tax liabilities is equally as important. So, tax loss harvesting, I would say, is a you know very effective strategy in doing so. Uh, but essentially, how it works is that if you have gains in your portfolio that you have realized, you can effectively offset uh, these realized gains by identifying uh, securities in your portfolio that are trading at a loss relative to the book value. Um, so, after you've identified these. Uh, losses, what you could do is you could sell that security in order to crystallize those losses, in order to offset those potential gains um, you know, in the other parts of your portfolio. Uh, and then after you've disposed of that security, you could reinvest it into another security uh, that provides a very similar exposure. So uh, that, that's why very often we see ETFs being used as a tax loss harvesting tool, because they, they're not only very effective in providing broad-based exposure to you know, a broad market like the S&P 500, but you go also get an ETF that tracks, let's say, the technology sector. So, you know, staying on the example of the technology uh, ETF, what you could do is that uh, if you are holding, let's say, a technology stock and it's trading at a loss, you've identify that as, you know, potential tax loss harvesting candidate, what you could do is you could sell that security, crystallize those losses, offset gains in the other parts of your portfolio, um, and then reinvest in a technology-based ETF that way uh, if the technology sector you know rallies you're still not giving up those uh, opportunity costs of missing that rally um, so it's a very effective strategy uh, one thing I will say is that if you don't have capital losses this year you could also carry back those capital losses uh, for three, pre- three past years or you could also carry it forward uh, indefinitely so it's a it's a very uh, effective tool for managing uh, tax liabilities.
2: So this year in particular looks to lend itself to tax loss harvesting, given the sell-off we saw earlier in the year. So some sectors have actually recovered since the sell-off in March, such as you know information technology, healthcare, and then by extension many of those new economy companies. So Alfred, where we stand today? Which companies or sectors have yet to recover from the recent market sell-off? Where specifically should investors look? this year to implement a tax loss strategy and then secondly you know you mentioned etfs being great tools to implement this strategy so which bmo sector etfs can investors use to rotate into to maintain an exposure to these sectors as they wait out a recovery
0: yeah you know you bring up a good point because it's been uh, you know we've we've seen a big recovery in the market but it's been you know to your point a very uneven recovery um, so for example if you look at the tsx uh, it's down you know, 3.6% year-to-date, uh, but, you know, coming from the March uh, 23rd bottoms, uh, it's up essentially 45.5%. So it, it's, been a, it's been a big really big rally, but it's been driven by, you know, certain sectors. Um, so tech has led the way, materials, gold, as you know, has, has done very well. Uh, utilities in Canada has performed very well as well. Um, so, you know, looking at the sectors that have lagged, um, you know, it's definitely the older economy stocks that have uh, lagged. So, for for uh, example, energy, for example, is down 38%. Uh, Suncor and Husky, in particular, are down you know 62%. Uh, both of them 62%. Uh, even when you look at more defensive-oriented energy stocks, like Interpipe, down 43%. Uh, Pembina, also down 37% as well. So, those are all good candidates that you could easily... Um, Sell and then you know crystallize those losses, reinvest into something like ZEO, which is our BMO equal weight oil and gas ETF. Uh, it's a good way to maintain exposure to the Canadian uh, energy sector. Uh, in addition to that, banks is also you know stocks that are commonly held by a lot of Canadian investors. Uh, BNS is down 23%, TD is down 18%. Uh, you could sell those stocks and then reinvest it into uh, ZEB, which is our equally weighted uh, Canadian bank ETF um, and then on the U.S. side uh, the U.S. side has been a very uneven, uneven recovery as well uh, the S&P 500 is up 8.2% this year but you know, as you mentioned it's been you know driven by a number of different sectors so uh, even within the technology sector which has led the charge uh, Intel is down 22% uh, so you could easily crystallize that uh, by selling that security and then reinvesting in ZNQ uh, which is our BMO Nasdaq uh, ETF, which is uh, has a very large uh, technology component. And then last but not least, another good example is um, U.S. banks. Uh, so U.S. banks are, are down quite a bit as well. Uh, Citigroup and Wells Fargo down in the neighborhood of 40 to 50 percent this year. Um, so you could you know, sell those securities, uh, crystallize the losses, and then reinvest in ZBK, which is our equal-weight U.S. bank ETF. Uh, in order to maintain that exposure, so one thing I will note in uh, when investing in U.S. based uh, securities, is that you also have to consider the currency effect as well. So, for example, if you uh, sell a security that is five percent down, but then the U.S. dollar rallies ten percent, you may actually be in, be in a gain position. So that's you know one thing to keep on uh, the top of your mind before you uh, implement the tax loss uh, strategy.
2: Thanks, Alfred. A lot of good ideas there. And just to remind our our listeners, today when we're talking about returns, we're talking about year-to-date returns. And if you want to implement this strategy, remember to look at the return since the day you've actually bought that security, because that's an important um, number to look at.
1: You are listening to Deep Dive, a special edition of the BMO ETFs podcast. If you're looking for timely trade ideas to navigate the current market, we encourage you to tune in each Thursday for our weekly Views from the Desk episodes. You'll hear razor-sharp insights, commentary, and ETF strategies from our portfolio managers, as well as questions submitted directly from our audience of Canadian financial advisors.
2: So, Alfred, we've been uh, talking about equity so far in our conversation um, does tax loss harvesting only apply to equities, or does the strategy translate to other asset classes, for example, preferred shares or fixed income?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I think uh, very often when we uh, talk about tax loss, uh, very often it's, it's applied to equities. Uh, but you could apply to you know, any asset class. It's a, it's a tax strategy at the end of the day uh, that you can apply to um, absolutely preferred shares, fixed income as well. Uh, but as, as I mentioned, you know, equities tend to be the most volatile. So that's where most of the tax loss opportunities are. Uh, But preferred shares, it's been uh, very common to see tax loss uh, harvesting strategies in the preferred share space uh, over the last couple of years. So, you know, for investors that follow that asset class knows that, you know, in that asset class, it's been, um, you know, somewhat volatile over the last couple of years. So there's been a lot of opportunities there uh, in order to manage um, taxes. Uh, Fixed income tends to be a little bit more stable, but definitely opportunities there as well. Um, so you know, there's different ways of doing it for preferred shares. for example, uh, you could sell individual preferred shares, crystallize those losses in order to, uh, get those, um, you know, crystallize those tax uh, losses, but then you could also, you know, reinvest it into a, a preferred chair ETF. Uh, you could also, if you're holding a preferred chair ETF already, you could sell that ETF and then reinvest into another ETF as well. Same thing for fixed income. Uh, the beauty of an ETF and, and using an ETF for tax loss harvesting is for less liquid asset classes, such as preferred shares and fixed income, uh, we also offer custom creation. So that, that means uh, investors can show us a list of preferred shares or a list of fixed income, and then we can manage that process for you where you deliver the securities to us. In exchange, we will give you the ETF, uh, those securities that you deliver to us, are considered a deemed disposition, so you do get the benefits of crystallizing those losses as well. So if you are interested in that, um, if you are uh, an advisor, reach out to your ETF specialist. If you are an individual investor, reach out to your uh, financial advisor if you are interested.
2: And then just kind of extending on this uh, that last question: What if it's an ETF, Alfred, that you're holding? where you're sitting on losses, can the strategy work as well there? Can you rotate into another ETF with the same exposure or the same index to execute the strategy?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. That comes up uh, quite a bit. And I think that's a, that's a concern for a lot of investors. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot of gray areas that I think we should be a little bit more specific about. So, um, you know, first of all, it, it's considered a deemed disposition um, if you are reinvesting in, in a security that is, uh, you know, considered materially different. So let's, let's talk about what uh, materially different means. So let's go through a couple of scenarios. Uh, scenario one would be an ETF that tracks the exact same index. That's not per- permissible. So let's, let's say, for example, if you are holding XIC and you are selling that to move into something like ZCN that, that tracks the exact same index, that's not permissible. So that's not considered a deemed disposition. Uh, however, if you're moving from one ETF uh, that uses a different weighting methodology uh, into another ETF that uses uh, a different methodology but tracks the same sector, that is that is allowable. So, uh, for example, if uh, you're using a market cap weighted ETF like ZRE um, uh, or XRE that uses a market cap weighted methodology, uh, and if you sell that, uh, and reinvest into ZRE, which is the same sector but equally weighted, that is permissible. And then last but not least, um, going from an ETF that is non-currency hedged or, uh, and then moving into something that is currency hedged or vice versa, that is allowable because when you consider the uh, currency effect, it is considered uh, materially different. So, uh, you know, those are all things that I think we should highlight. Uh, but also, I think another thing I, I want to bring up is that there is a 30-day minimum. Um, so the rule is that you cannot buy a stock or you cannot sell a security and then buy back the same security within 30 days, or you can't enter the right, meaning that you can't enter uh, something like a call option in order to enter the right to buy back that stock within 30 days. Uh, if you do so, uh, that basically nullifies the benefits of uh, the tax loss harvesting strategy.
2: Great. Thanks for clarifying all those things for us. So just uh, just to recap, some sectors to look at if you want to implement this strategy, the energy sector, REITs, uh, financials, banks, both in Canada and the U.S., all sectors to look at to implement this strategy. Alfred, thank you so much for taking the time today to share your insights on this valuable tax strategy.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
2: ETFs are just such a great tool for tax season. They provide these similar exposures, which allow investors to stay invested in markets while addressing any tax concerns. That's a great thing about ETFs. So just a reminder to our listeners who are looking to implement a tax loss strategy this year, December 29, 2020. So that's the last day this year uh, for Canadian and U.S. US tax loss selling. Remember, uh, that's on a T plus two settle date. Um, that 30-day restriction that Alfred mentioned, so you can't buy back the same security within uh, 30 days. And the carry forwards and carry back, so you have that three-year window if there are no cap gains to offset in the current year. Well, thanks for joining us today. We hope to see you next time. Visit BMOETF.ca. That's our ETF dashboard for all things ETF.
1: Thank you to Daniel Nezel, BMO Product Specialist, and Alfred Lee. ETF Specialist and Portfolio Manager at BMO Global Asset Management for joining us on Deep Dive. If you enjoyed this podcast, we encourage you to tune in to our weekly Views from the Desk episodes available each Thursday morning in this same podcast series. And you should also bookmark the Canadian ETF dashboard at bmoetfs.ca. The viewpoints expressed by the Portfolio Manager represent their assessment of the markets at the time of publication. Those views are subject to change without notice at any time, without any kind of notice. The information contained herein is not and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice to any party. Investment should be evaluated relative to the individual's investment objectives, and professional advice should be obtained with respect to any circumstance. Any statements that necessarily depend on future events may be a forward-looking statement. Forward-looking statements are not guarantees of performance.